Hey there, I am Dr. Jerry Crete, and welcome to Be With The Word. Um, and on this show, if you haven't listened before, um, I discuss the Sunday readings coming up, and I try to bring in a psychological dimension, and uh, hopefully get some takeaways that you can apply to your life. Uh, for our regular listeners, I apologize that uh, I've been away for the last two weeks. It's been a a little bit of a crazy time. I've had a combination of not feeling well, and then my son uh, was moving from Nashville to LA, and so I, I took advantage of some time off to visit him. Ah, but I'm back at it, and I'm really excited. I've also been working on um, uh, an online community that I'm hoping to launch at the beginning of June, uh, um, and it's called Catholic Journeyman, and it's really focused on uh, men and uh, creating a community, kind of a brotherhood, uh, working together to overcome, uh, you know, life's challenges. Uh, it could be a variety of things, anything from uh, depression, anxiety, to relational challenges, to addictions, to um, just wanting to grow in a stronger prayer life. Um, so I'm getting ready to launch that. I'm hoping to send out some more information once it's ready to go, which should be in a few weeks. <laughs> And uh, if you'd like to get on the, the waiting list for that, or um, feel free to reach out on soulsandhearts.com. Just leave a message uh, on there. Uh, and uh, I'd be happy to add you, or if you know somebody that's interested, let them know it's coming. But uh, today, this is the um, sixth Sunday of Easter coming up. So uh, that's what I'm going to be speaking about. I may bring in a couple of things from the last few weeks, but I don't have a whole lot of time, and this is some really good stuff, so uh, I think I'm packing it in there. This topic, the topic I chose, is the difference between love and codependency. What is love and what is codependency? Because this, this, these readings are powerful, and they're all about love. Uh, literally, um, Christ talks about this directly, and so does St. John. St. John says, Beloved, let us love one another, because love is of God. Whoever is without love does not know God, for God is love. Right? He describes that. And then we also have in uh, the Gospel of John, right, this, I command you, love one another. And he speaks about, if you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. All right, so what is this love, right? And we kind of get an explanation of that love in these same passages because he says, no one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Right, so we know this. We know that love is about generosity. We know it's about sacrifice. We know that it's about forgiveness because it also says there's an expiation of sins uh, through Christ's love for us, right? So love is all about generosity. It's about self-giving, right? It's a, it's a giving of oneself. And Christ is the ultimate example, right? He gives of himself. Okay, so that sounds great. I'm thinking as a therapist, though, all the people that I've met who are really big people pleasers. So many, and most of us, many of us are, right? And I know I can be like that too. Where we want to please others, where we want to make others happy, and sometimes at our own expense, is that love. All right. So it can seem tricky because someone that can be very, on the surface, generous and always giving of themselves and so on, might or might not be doing it from a good motive. 
right? I'm not to say that they're they're necessarily coming at it from a bad motive, but just that they're there it isn't healthy, right? And we see people burn out and we see people who are always giving, 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 and then they're angry, right? Um, and so and that might be us. <laughs> and so one term that might be useful is called codependency. And uh, I'm going to define that a little bit. If you're not familiar with that term, it's used a lot in mental health, especially in the addiction area, uh, but not exclusively. From a marriage and family therapy perspective, sometimes you see this word called enmeshment, right? Where uh, people are um, to have poor boundaries with one another, and you, you know they, you don't really know where I begin and the other person ends, and so on. And so people are overly enmeshed. In family systems theory, one can be overly enmeshed, or one can be too far apart, right? Where you're disconnected, right? And so that the prevailing thought there is: you want healthy boundaries, you want connection but you want also respect for each other and respect for each other's autonomy. That gets tricky. So what does it really mean, you know, to love? And what does it mean? What, when are we being codependent? Well, codependent, here's how I define it, because it gets defined in different ways. It's a hard to define term. The way I look at it is this. Codependency is when my identity exists or the definition of my identity exists outside of me. So, in other words, other people get to define who I am. So, of course, no one would sign up for that on the surface of it. No one wants to say other people get to define who I am. But that's effectively what's happening. In other words, I don't have a sense for my own true identity. I don't feel secure in who I am. So it's so important to me that other people like me that other people are happy with me, that other people say nice things about me. And, and that is so important because if they do, I will feel like I, um, I am whole or I can be happy or I can be secure. But that's a recipe for disaster, obviously, because people aren't always going to be happy with you. Sometimes they're not. And sometimes it may be because of you. And sometimes it may be because of a completely other reason. Right. And so I think the best example here is to look at Christ himself. Right. Christ himself had a sense of who he was and he even says that in these passages, as the father loves me, so also uh, I love you. Right. And he says um, also um, in this way, the love of God was revealed to me. Whoever is without love does not know God for God is love. God sent his only son into the world. So God, Jesus had to have a sense for his identity. And we see that before, right, before the resurrection and everything, he shows us his identity at the transfiguration. He shows us that. He knows who he is and he chooses to give of himself to die for us. He chooses it knowing who he is. He doesn't die for us and choose to be crucified hoping that we would like him or that we'd be pleased with him, or that we would, be, we would be happy. He knows that he's doing it for us, for our benefit, but he's doing it knowing who he is. That has to be the key. I can give myself freely when I know myself. 
I'm trying to think. I've been thinking of like a good example um, from media or people would latch onto that would make some sense. Um, I'm, I'm coming up a little short on great examples. I'm sure there's tons. If you, any of you know any, you feel free to put some in the in the comment section. For some dumb reason, the the example that's popping up for me is from the movie Titanic. Most a lot of people have seen this movie, so it'll make sense. The character that Leo DiCaprio plays. Okay, <laughs> I can't believe I'm using this as an example, but. He seems to have a sense of himself, one could argue. He's, he's got a, a... I don't think he died for that, for the woman that he loved in the story, so that she would love him, so she would like him, should want him. I think he gave himself up freely, and I think that's why that movie, the romantic element of that movie, resonated so well. It was a, a person who knew themselves who freely loved and died for him. Now, you could argue she could have made space for him at the end. I don't know people do that. <laughs> but but that's missing the point here, right? And, and I'm wondering who gives, who knows who they are and gives of themselves. Of course, some of the examples are such big examples. I just feel like John Paul II exhibited that. There was a sense in which the man knew who he was and he was constantly freely giving of himself to others in his ministry. It just seemed to come out of him. It wasn't like he needed other people to love him as Pope or something. It was more like he knew himself and he had such a strong relationship with God that he could give to, to, to the people. He could live out his vocation knowing with a strong sense of security in who he was. Right? And the other example that comes to mind is Mother Teresa. I know, again, two most popular you know, 20th century saints, but, but it seemed as though she had a deep sense of who she was and her identity and who God called her to be and she lived it out. So her acts of charity, her acts of love were was coming from a sense of knowing who she was. Not to say she may not have struggled like we understand we know now she had periods of um, her dark night and so on. Uh, she may have even had moments of depression, I don't know. But that doesn't, you, Doing this doesn't mean that you don't have struggles or challenges sometimes, even spiritual ones, but it means you, you do have a deep felt sense of identity. All right. Um, I think that insecurity comes about a lot of the time when we don't have that sense of identity and when we question who we are. I do think just as a little point to add, because um, I, I get this question, well, then how do I do that? Right? Obviously, I'm a people pleaser, or maybe I'm codependent in some ways in my relationships. How do I turn that around to really know myself? Which is such a great question. Um, I, I have found a number of ways, uh, a number of approaches that have been helpful. So there's not one answer. One is, um, I love the book Life of the Beloved by Henry Nouwen. So I feel like that does a good, it's a good example of a book that really shows how much God loves us and that our identity is in fact given to us, that we are made in his image and he, we are his beloved. It really fits with the readings uh, this week um, that, that we are his. I just love even Christ's words here. He says um, that you are now my friend. I no longer call you slaves, right? Um, because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I've told you everything I've heard from the Father. So there's a deep sense of this is a change in relationship, 
right? And, and we are friends so to, and we are loved by God. And that that's his whole point is we're not like some minion. We are loved by him. Our identities are powerful. Now, in order to remain in that, he says we have to keep our commandments. But that's like what friend would be a friend if you were betraying them constantly, if you were hurting them constantly. You would be called to, to hey, you know, this is a relationship. We're in this together. And so um, it's less of a, you must keep the commandment or be, you know, uh, I will curse you. It's less of that and more like, no, this is a relationship. We have to talk about the things that aren't going well. And, if, and, and keeping my commandments is part of it. All right. So Life of the Beloved, if you haven't read, I just think is a fantastic book. Um, other things I think are interesting is getting to know oneself. Of course, there's all sorts of tools for that. I know um, I've always been a, a little fan uh, on the side for Myers-Briggs. So to understand your Myers-Briggs type, if anybody's wondering, I'm an INFJ. Maybe that's no surprise if you know the type systems. Uh, another one people use is the temperaments. I'm, I have mixed feelings about those, but I do find them helpful. The, the, the Greek temperaments can be helpful. Another thing that I think is really cool is this Clifton Strengths. If, uh, if you haven't done your uh, strengths assessment, you know, it gives you this constellation of all of your qualities and in what order. And what's really cool about that, as I understand it, is that you, the, your order, your exact order of, of all your different strengths and qualities um, are, are extraordinarily unique. Like there's nobody else with that exact combination, which is kind of cool. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about the strengths or getting a strength, assessment you can feel feel free to reach out to me at transfigurationcounseling.com because we have uh, i've partnered with some catholic life coaches who do strengths assessments but all that is like myers-briggs or strengths or learning all this it's all about knowing ourselves not so that we can just bask in how amazing we are per se it's about so that we can know our true strengths can be aware of our weaknesses Right? Like I'm aware of the fact I'm never going to be a mechanical engineer. It's just not going to happen. Why bother worrying about that weakness? I have other strengths. I need to focus on those. Right? It's about knowing who we are. And then when we know who we are, we know how wonderfully made we are and uniquely made we are. And we really have a sense for our gifts and talents. Then we, we choose to give them. We choose to express them. And in expressing them, in expressing them, we are loving. We are generous. We are giving of ourselves. We are expressing who we are. And we are connecting with others. And we are doing things. But all that doing and being and expressing is coming from who we are. We're not doing it in order to find out who we are. Does that make sense? We're not doing things. Right? We're not connecting with people. We're not doing things for others. We're not getting achievements and jobs and money. We're not doing all those things in order to find out who we are or to affirm who we are. No, we're doing those things to express who we are. It's like the fundamental, most important difference we really must get. All right, I'm gonna be wrapping it up now. This is such a great reading, it's full of love. Uh, I wish you uh, a great week. I hope your Easter season is is going fantastic and you're living oh, living in the Lord, living in the resurrection. Uh, and uh, I wish you all well. Uh, and uh, we'll be touching base with you again next week and maybe down the road in Catholic Journeyman. 
take good care. God bless. Oh, be still, believe, be loved.